That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. The compromised, impaired puppet president, Joe Biden, spent his weekend at his vacation home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, while the war in the Middle East shows no signs of stopping, or markets for that matter, strengthening. Biden is coming up on his 400th vacation day while in office, and he was asked by a reporter what he was doing exactly about the American hostages who are being held by Hamas terrorists, to which he only smiled vacuously, waved, and then walked away. Slowly, and carefully. While Biden enjoyed his weekend, FBI Director Christopher Wray and Intel leaders from the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, well, they showed up over at 60 Minutes to warn us all about the Chinese threats that the United States and the world face, as if the Intel directors had just discovered that long-standing reality. Wray didn't even mention Biden's wide-open southern border and the hundreds of terrorists who've been caught crossing into the United States, nor any update on what the FBI is doing exactly to meet those threats. Ray says the FBI currently has over 2,000 active investigations into the Communist Chinese Party's theft of intellectual property in this country. The People's Republic of China represents the defining threat of this generation in this era. There is no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to our ideas, our our innovation, our economic security, and ultimately our national security. We have seen efforts by the Chinese government, directly or indirectly, trying to steal intellectual property, trade secrets, personal data, uh, all across the country. We're talking everything from Fortune 100 companies all to small startups. We're talking about agriculture, biotech, healthcare, robotics, aviation, uh, academic research. We probably have somewhere in the order of 2,000 active investigations that are just related to the Chinese government's effort to steal information. 
So just exactly what are Joe Biden and Chris Ray doing to stop China? You know, the funny thing is, Ray didn't say. But he did seem to say, are you ready? You remember, see something, say something. That's the best I could figure. Also over the weekend, President Trump demanding that Marxist D.C. Judge Tanya Chutkin lift the gag order she imposed on him at the request of junkyard special counsel Jack Smith. Trump's legal team says Smith provided no evidence that any of Trump's comments about the special counsel have led to any threats to the special counsel. Chutkin gave Smith until the 25th of this month to file any opposition. And in a New York courtroom, Judge Arthur Engeron, the Marxist dim presiding over the Trump business civil case presiding, quite a fellow he is too, he threatened to throw President Trump in jail for failing to delete an old social media post. This is the same fellow who did impose another gag order on President Trump. Judge Engeron said, quote, Incendiary untruths can and have led to serious physical harm. I will now allow the defendant to explain why this should not end up with serious sanctions or I could possibly imprison him. End quote. Imprison him. Who does this fool think he is? The judge obviously thinks he's in the Soviet Union circa 1980. He sounds like a crazed commissar. And over on Capitol Hill, the search to find a new speaker is still underway. And rhino Tom Emmer got off to a head start when he called President Trump over the weekend looking for his support. President Trump was asked yesterday if he'll be supporting Emmer. Here's what he had to say. Do you endorse uh, Tom Emmer for speaker? He hasn't historically been the biggest fan, but he is the most likely candidate right now. Well, I think he's my biggest fan now because he called me yesterday and he told me I'm your biggest fan. So I don't know about that. Uh, well, we're looking at a lot of people and, you know, I'm sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible. And, but they'll get it straightened out. But, no, I've always gotten along with him and uh, I get along with all of them. Really. A lot of good people. We have a lot of great people. I hope President Trump will endorse only an America First candidate, if one at all. Our guest today is Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. She represents Wyoming. She is an extraordinary Republican leader. The Congresswoman, right in the middle of the unprecedented speaker process, or mess, if you prefer, whatever you want to call it. Welcome back, Congresswoman, and always great to see you and to have you on the show, particularly at this time. Give us your sense of what the Republican conference is doing now Secret meetings, secret votes, Jim Jordan, 200 votes, this close to being speaker. And then, knifed in the back, a great American, betrayed. Your thoughts about it all. First of all, Lou, thank you for letting me come on with you. I always enjoy my our conversations. Uh, I want your speakers to know that I supported Jim Jordan wholeheartedly. I think that he would have been a phenomenal speaker, and he was the right man at, at, at this point in time. I've worked with him on Judiciary and the Weaponization Committee. I've known him for a couple of years. I have great respect for him, and I'm extremely disappointed as to what happened. I also was able to go home to Wyoming this weekend for about 24 hours was all, but 
I at least got on the ground and was able to talk to the folks in Wyoming. And I think I, like so many people, are hearing about the frustration that people have with the Republicans in Congress right now. And I'm going to push back on that just a little bit because I have somewhat of a different perspective. We're in this situation, not because of the Republican conference, but because a very small number of Republicans uh, joined with the Democrats and basically instituted a coup against our speaker, Kevin McCarthy. So keep in mind, it was eight, it was eight Republicans, which is 4% of our conference and 100% of the Democrats that took out the speaker of the house of representatives. So I'm not going to put the blame for this on the Republicans. As far as where we are now, now we need to move forward. And I will tell you that I think part of the reason that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats did what they did is because we were getting some extremely effective legislation passed through the house. Just three of them I'll talk about HR one, HR two and HR five, HR one, energy security, HR, excuse me. Uh, yes. Energy security, HR two, border security, HR five, parents bill of rights. The thing is we got three of those, those three bills through the Republican conference, not only with votes from Harriet Hageman from Wyoming, a strong conservative, but your more moderate members from New York. We all came together and voted on those bills because they were good conservative policy for the American public. So right now we're dealing with the situation where we need to pick a speaker. I, I remain optimistic that over the next couple of days, we will be able to do that. Uh, but this situation definitely threw us into disarray, which is exactly what the Democrats wanted to do. Well, I don't think anyone could argue with the math, if you will. Uh, the the history is somewhat, uh, you know, I think uh, more difficult. And that is Kevin McCarthy was not keeping promises in, in terms of the debt ceiling. He was not moving as the conference wanted uh, much of the conference. I can't say the majority of the conference, but much of the conference wanted in appropriations, separate bills, single subject, uh, and really uh, honoring uh, his commitment to the independence of the chairman uh, and uh, the uh, democratization, if you will, uh, for amendments. Uh, it's, you know better than me uh, what all was involved. So there were some atmospherics for which he was indeed, I think, at least. And this is where we, we can keep arguing about. But uh, I, I think he had set the tone uh, that uh, ultimately led to this, uh, gave an opportunity. Uh, they, it'll be interesting to see how history writes it. And I suspect it'll be very close to your uh, your analysis. Uh, let, let's turn to, though, what this process is process is right now. And that is what's followed uh, is after three rounds, Jim Jordan gets a knife in the back. Uh, more than 100 people in the conference uh, who uh, ostensibly, many of whom at least, had voted for uh, Jim Jordan suddenly in private. The second most popular man in the Republican Party is when it's a public vote, he's got 200 votes and should have had all of them as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they go to the private, uh, they go to a secret vote and suddenly he can only muster 86 votes. I, I mean, something's rotten in that. And I think that the conference has to, I think the conference has really set a, a, the leadership, at least of the conference, has set a tone that the American people are really not pleased with uh, because this looks swampy as it gets. 
Lou, I, I don't disagree with you. And I, I was very surprised at what happened on Friday when that took place. I didn't expect it. Um, call me naive. Uh, call me someone who actually believes that you're going to keep your word in terms of what you say with, with supporting somebody and supporting them for the right reasons. Keep in mind that the people who were supporting Jim Jordan came out and did so because he is the leader of the modern conservative movement. He is the face of that. He has been the, the, the fighter. He's been the guy in the ring. He's been the one who's been standing on the wall fighting the issues that are important to so many of us in the conservative movement. So I was surprised by that. Well, I'll tell you what will happen now is we have a, a an opportunity for the candidates to give us a presentation and they will be short. I think maybe five minute uh, uh, discussions as to why they believe that they ought to be speaker. Now, that's not all the information we're getting. And you're probably seeing some of the materials as well. They're sending out letters. They're sending out information about their background, what they're doing, what their vision is. I think we have some excellent candidates. That's the thing is that we have an extremely deep bench in the Republican Party in the United States House of Representatives. So I'm very confident that we're going to get somebody in place that is really good. But one of the problems you have with Republicans is the fact that we do not all dance to the same drummer. The Democrats are able to get their conference to all or to all row in the exact same direction because they're much more lemming-like than we are. That's one of the big differences between Republicans and Democrats. We're independent. We're, we're, we're free thinkers. We do not allow someone just to dictate what we have to do. And so this has been a kind of a painful situation. Again, I think we're going to get back on track. There are some folks. I'm not going to say exactly who I think I might be supporting. I haven't even made that decision yet. I, I I am keeping my powder dry until we have the forum this evening. I will make a decision and I will publicly support that person. And as we come to the floor, I am going to support the Republican uh, candidate who can get 217 votes because we need to get back to governing. Uh, unity is important and uh, coming together as a conference. But given the circumstances, why in the world would not someone in the conference say, bring back Jim Jordan, because what we've done is dirty uh, and it is absolutely uh, a travesty there. I mean, there there's no rolling back a secret vote, a secret uh, conference meetings uh, and then uh, proceed with a secret conference uh, for new nominees uh, and, and then a vote. And then uh, is the is the. Uh, the loyalty oath, is that in place? Will everybody vote for whoever it is, no matter what? I, I don't know that people are going to to step up and do loyalty oaths. Again, I think that that's kind of contrary. Our loyalty is to our Constitution, and that's the oath that I took. Uh, and that that so I think that there are some of us that are kind of leery of those kinds of things. I don't tend to, to, to sign oaths. I don't think that's the way to go. Uh, I understand what you're saying about Jim Jordan. And one of my concerns is, is that we've done some real damage to relationships in this conference. I think the next speaker is going to have to find a way to bring all of us back together so that we can move forward with what is really our agenda, which is blocking the radical Biden agenda, uh, close our borders, address the inflation, all the things that are important to the American public. We need to get back to work. Absolutely. And we're going to uh, take a quick pause here. We're talking with Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. We're talking we're talking politics. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Congresswoman Hageman, and I want to turn, uh, as a member of the Judiciary Committee, you work with Jim Jordan, uh, he chairs the Judiciary Committee. Um, How would you feel if you were in his position? I know this is a strange question, but I have to ask it of you. how would you feel if you were in his position? Uh, because this is really a, a, a dirty deal uh, on the part of uh, a, a handful of very powerful uh, uh, congressmen. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, this is this is swamp stuff, as I said. Uh, this is snake stuff. It is. And I've even used that terminology, Lou. I ref- when somebody talked to me about what it is that I'm going to do at, over the next couple of days, I said, you know, I'm going to play my keep my cards kind of close to my vest because I'm feeling a bit yeah. snake bit right now. And I am. Uh, I will say that what happened on Friday evening with Jim Jordan, when he got up and spoke after the decision was made to no longer have him as our speaker designate, uh, my respect for him increased twofold, threefold, fivefold. The speech that he gave and the statements that he made to all of us was that first step to to bring this conference back together and focus all of us on the important issues at hand. He said, I, I'm very happy to go back to what I was doing. I enjoy being the chairman of the Judiciary Committee and working and doing what we're doing, which is to expose what's been going on with the FBI and the Department of Justice and the FTC and the uh, with, with Secretary Mayorkas and the Biden crime family, again, to use that terminology. He said, I'm happy to go back and do that. And that's one of the things that Jim Jordan has been so phenomenal about. He is an asset to the United States of America and to the Republican Congress, uh, like very few have been. He is going to go down in history as one of the greats. I know that he knows that just from the standpoint of the, of the well wishes that have been sent out to him and and how people have responded to him. So what I'll say is he did a phenomenal job of beginning the process of bringing us back together. I'm going to work hard with him on that Judiciary Committee to hold people accountable for the things that have been going on in this country. And I know that Jim Jordan is going to continue to lead us because he is a leader. No question whatsoever about who he is and his integrity. And it's it's remarkable that the conference would turn their back on him, given everything that you've just said about him, which so many of us share. Uh, 
I, I just don't know how we go from uh, Jordan to uh, an Emmer, a Hearn, uh, whomever it would be, uh, because what there are two people uh, in, in the conference who have uh, significantly higher in the uh, list of nine uh, who have significantly high ratings from Liberty ratings. Uh, it's it just I just don't know how to get past the stench of this thing. Can you, and I, and I know that we all want to, but I'm having a heck of a time. And I, because you know what? I know the listeners of this podcast, uh, the listeners on my radio show, they are not happy, uh, to put it straightforwardly. And and I think the Republican Party has taken one step too far in turning their backs on the voters that they represent. So, Lou, you've been around for a long time. And I think that you saw something in this that surprised even you. And I haven't been around as long and it surprised me. But what, what I will say is it isn't the Republican Party that did this. It's a very small number of people who did this. The vast majority of the Republicans in our conference, again, are focused on fixing the problems of this country and of moving forward. And so while this entire process was messy and didn't didn't look very good from the outside, this is the first time like that anything like this has ever happened in the history of this country. I keep saying I'm gonna get a t-shirt that says I'm tired of making history. Um, after what we've been through <laughs> This year, for the speaker and, and other things we have dealt we, we have dealt with and we are dealing with something that was kind of what do we do now? Because nobody knew. And so I, I'm going to I'm going to defend the folks a little bit by just simply right. saying we're going to have to move on because the American people need us to move on. Our world is on fire. What has happened in Israel is absolutely beyond the pale. And like your listeners, I wake up in the middle of the night every single night since that happened and, and pray for it and think about the, what is happening in the, in the Middle East and trying to find a resolution that is just not total conflagration. There are so many big issues out there that if we're not capable of stepping up, dusting ourselves off and getting back to work, even if we may have taken one to the chin, then we're not, we're, we're not cut out for this business. And we have got to step up and do it because the American people are demanding it. The uh, world situation is demanding it. And so now we have to move on. We've got to get a good speaker. And we've got a couple of, of, of ones that are just absolutely excellent candidates. I know if they take that helm, we will be well served. Well, that's encouraging and it's positive and, and I appreciate that. I'm sure that our listeners do. Uh, I, when I look at the conflagration, though, I see much of the, the conflagration uh, in, in the nation's capital. Oh, I know. Uh, and I, I mean, we've got a corrupt president, an impaired president, a, a man so compromised that he sold off half of the strategic petroleum reserves. He's in uh, all too frequent communication with the People's Republic of China. Uh, he is uh, ostensibly pro-Israel, uh, but he is making moves, uh, strategic moves that are pro-Arab, pro-Muslim. Uh, and by the way, nothing against Muslims, nothing against Arabs. Uh, you know, I, I love everybody. But 
we have we have a phony and a half in the White House who's under the control of someone else. And we have to be honest about that. We have a foreign policy team that is capable of of screwing up a vacant lot. And they have done so frequently over the course of their time in the Biden regime. Uh, this is not a time for any of us to, to be at ease or settled uh, about our prospects here as we face so many crises. Three trillion dollars. I mean, I can go through this list, but what I can't go through is what have the Republicans done to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, who has turned over the southern border to the cartels, the Mexican drug cartels. Not one Republican has, has even come up and said, let's subpoena him. Uh, and, and I'm talking about the Judiciary Committee. I'm talking about the Oversight Committee. God bless everything you guys are doing. The four investigating, well, three investigating committees and the subcommittee weaponization. But my God, you're, all that's required here, you as, you as an attorney, a, a, a distinguished attorney, no, this is simply a charge. It isn't a trial yet. It, that's for the Senate. You don't have to produce you know, a, a certain weight of evidence. You have to produce the, the obvious evidence, which is staring at all of us. The Republicans are not showering themselves here with glory. Well, and, and Lou, I don't disagree with you, except for a couple of things. Okay. Everything that you have laid out there is exactly why the Democrats wanted to behead the Republican Party. That's why they did what they did. That is why they took out Kevin McCarthy. Whether you like him or not, we are now three weeks into chaos because we don't have a Speaker of the House. That is exactly what they intended to do when they voted with those eight Republicans to do what they did with the motion to vacate. Sure. Now, as far as the impeachment, where I will say we we absolutely, our jury, Lou, is the American public. We absolutely have to be able to show the case or they're not going to take this up and the Senate isn't going to take this up. Keep that in mind. What we show in terms of how badly these guys have done their job and how they have compromised the security of the, of, of the United States of America, we are going to have to present that evidence in the House because the Senate is never going to take it up. The right. only people who are going to be able to expose this is us. Now, we have brought in Mayorkas. I don't know if you saw that hearing, but I ripped into him yes. and others. So yeah. we are attempting to do that. But again, we've been at a standstill for three weeks now. And that public opinion, that court of public opinion uh, is uh, I, I, all I can say is I understand the process. I understand the, the constitutional relationships and the importance uh, of uh, of the Senate's role and why without the Senate, uh, it doesn't go further. But this will be judged by history. It will be judged by uh, just about 170 million voters uh, in 2024. Uh, I don't see how we the Republican Party gets to 2024 acting the way it has. We're now we're now approaching the 11th month of the 118th Congress and nothing of concrete measure has been accomplished. And that is a shame. Uh, and we we need desperately something in in straight order. We're talking with Representative Harriet Hagerman, and we will be right back in one moment uh, with her answers and views solely uh, as we continue here on The Great America Show. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Congresswoman Hageman, and I have to say, uh, I've laid out what I see as the, uh, the situation. Uh, it, it, to me, is dire, I think, to the American people, at least most of them. Uh, they're, they're facing runaway inflation. They were looking at 8% interest rates for mortgages. Uh, and there is very little that you're going to be able to rely, on, uh, rely upon as the opposition party in the way of the national media, which is itself politically corrupt, uh, and tools of the establishment, the, the corporatist uh, oligarchs uh, who, uh, who command our national principally about 90 percent of the national media. So it seems to me that this is a matter of of absolute urgency crisis for the Republican Party to put something forward from each of those investigating committees forthwith. Your thoughts, Lou, you are absolutely correct. And I'm going to tell you something and make a promise right now. When I have an opportunity to visit with folks tonight, I'm going to send your message loud and clear. And at every opportunity that I have in talking to my fellow Republicans, I'm going to explain that this is the message that we are getting on the street. This is the message that people in Wyoming, that in Nebraska, Arizona, Nevada, Idaho, it doesn't matter where it is. This is exactly the, 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 the message. This is the concern that all of our fellow Republicans have had. What is it that we are doing? What is it that we we are doing for the American public. Well, here's a couple of things. We have passed four of the 12 appropriations bills and they are sitting on the desk in, in, uh, in the Senate. Those four bills fund approximately 70% of the discretionary spending in, this, in, in, in Congress. So what have we done? We've done that. Senate won't take them up. So uh, that's the Democrat controlled Senate. So when we talk about continuing resolutions and we talk about what we're going to do with funding the government and the appropriations bills, hopefully this week we're going to be taking up two more appropriations bills if we can get a speaker in place. Two more next week. That gets us to eight of the of the 12 that we will have done. But again, the Senate isn't doing their job. We are. We and, and here's the thing about those bills that I want you to understand, Lou, that is really good. I'll just use the NDAA as an example, the National Defense Authorization Act. What we did, and it was uh, Jim Banks and a few other people who understand very well, they went in and they stripped out every woke thing you can think of from the military. No more ESG, no more funding of traveling for abortions. All of the things that all of us, no more money for, for drag queen story hour. All of that stuff has been stripped out of these bills. These are good conservative bills that actually cut spend and they are again four of them the four of them are sitting on this on, on the desk in the Senate so that's one of the things that we've done uh, we also have Jamie Comer on oversight is moving forward with getting more and more and more of these bank records out demonstrating we just got the bank records in the last couple of weeks demonstrating that the Biden crime family was alive and well over the last 20 years the corruption the graft the amount of money that was going to James Biden and then to Joe Biden and going to Hunter Biden and then to Joe Biden 
We're putting all of this case together. And I will assure you that as we do move forward, we're going to be able to establish for the American public that, yes, the Bidens have been corrupt for decades and uh, we've got to take them out of power. The border crisis situation, that is coming to a head. We have HR2 that we've already passed. It's the very best border security bill that has ever been passed out of Congress. That's sitting on the desk in the Senate controlled or in the in, in the Democrat controlled Senate. So there are bills. There are things that we have been doing. This last thing that happened three uh, weeks ago has kind of overshadowed that. But I can tell you there are many of us in the Republican conference that are working hard to address the issues that are important to the American public. So, Congresswoman, as as you are going through this and I, and I think as always your your perspective, your analysis is 100 uh, percent. I I hope that the conference is listening to you and I hope the conference uh, can can measure up to, to the quality, if you will, of your positions and your outlook. Uh, I don't know what happens from here. Uh, you talked about a number of the, those uh, in the nine who could uh, who could run the the conference, maybe Speaker of the House, the third most important job in the country, and the American people will still, at the end of the day, not know who they are, how they got there, uh, and there is it's going to be a very difficult moment. And I, I just want to, as we wrap up here with your, I always give you the last word here. Uh, uh, how we go from here, how the Republican Party uh, comes out of this stronger uh, and uh, and and wins in 2024. Lou, one of the reasons I enjoy coming onto your program is because you are the voice of the American people and you ask the questions that they want to ask, but they don't always have access to be able to us to be able to do that. And that's what you've done today. You've asked me some very fundamental foundational questions that need to be responded to before we can get the confidence of the American public back and that they would be willing to give us or, or at least allow us to retain the authority that we need to in the House of Representatives to stop this radical Biden agenda. So again, what I can tell you is that I, I think this entire process and, and what we're seeing isn't a good process. I don't disagree with you on that at all. What I can do is I'll tell you that I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to the people this afternoon and tonight and say, how do we make sure that we have the transparency and the accountability that the American public is demanding to know that whomever we pick is actually the constitutionalist that we need at this moment in time, is actually the person who is going to pursue the conservative agenda that is going to save this country and frankly help us to address all of the in in incredible issues around the world. We need to have the transparency and accountability. I will commit to doing whatever I can to get that put in place. Congresswoman, as always, uh, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, we thank you for all that you're doing for this uh, great country uh, and the people of Wyoming, most certainly. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Thanks to Congresswoman Hageman for being with us. Please join us here tomorrow when our guest will be advisor to President Trump, former top defense official, DOJ prosecutor, and chief of staff of the House Intelligence Committee. He's Cash Patel, and join us each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out LouDobbs.com. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.